This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, David flies solo while Jeff wraps things up at ISTE 17. I'll be talking about some of the issues affecting those of us in education technology, some cool tips gleaned from the Not at ISTE hashtag, music from our featured artist of the week, and more. That's all up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed under the site in this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to, oh, it's a little loud. <laughs> Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. I'm Dave flying solo today while Jeff is uh, wrapping up things from his trip to the ISTE conference in San Antonio. And speaking of ISTE, I want to send a great big thank you to everyone who caught up with Jeff at the conference. Uh, I understand his EduTech Guys t-shirt was a big hit, so we will be sure to bring lots of those to uh, ISTE next year when it is in Chicago and uh, we'll find a way to give people shirts. You're going to have to talk to us. I know that's going to be part of it. Sit down, share your story, get a shirt. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Man. <laughs> oh, in this episode, uh, I want to cover a few things like uh, E-Rate and the FCC, uh, the recent U.S. Supreme Court ruling in favor of a Missouri church to receive state funding and the uh, impact on school choice and vouchers that that could have, may have, depends on, you know, where you sit on things. Um, plus, I'm going to share a couple of cool things that I gleaned from the Not at ISTE hashtag recently, and if you're not familiar with that, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Woo, lots of stuff going on. Be sure to follow along with all things EduTech Guys on Twitter at EduTech Guys, Facebook slash EduTech Guys, Instagram, YouTube, uh, you name it. If you Google EduTech Guys, you're going to find us all over the internet. And if you head over to radio.edutechguys.com during live broadcasts, you can chat with us. Uh, head over there and um, 
I think you have to sign in in order to chat. Maybe not. I can't remember how all that works. It's all technology. What do I know? <laughs> anyway, head over there, and uh, we've got the uh, chat window open. I will try to keep my eyes on it as I am attempting to run everything solo today. That is awesome. Going to have a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank CrossBraining.com and GoPro for promotional consideration on EduTech Guys Radio. CrossBraining.com is creating a universal learning community by sharing the best and most effective teaching methods and lessons through video and other technology. And CrossBraining.com features several free GoPro lessons, including Fetch, where students capture video of a pet and then use the footage to create an adventurous short video from their pet's perspective. So check them out, CrossBraining.com. Hey, do you have an upcoming event or conference? Let us provide live, on-site, ongoing coverage. Reach out to us on Twitter at EduTechGuys or head over to EduTechGuys.com and fill out the form. We'll talk to your attendees, interview presenters, and visit with vendors while we share insights, stories, and information as it happens from your event. Bring EduTechGuys to your event and we'll bring your event to the world. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened there. I don't, I don't know why I got cut off. <laughs> ah, strange things are afoot at the Circle K, dude. All right, it's crazy, man. Uh, so uh, very, very cool. All right, um, let's uh, talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about E-Rate and some other changes that are taking place at the uh, FCC. The new chairman of the FCC, Ajit Pai, I believe that's how you say that. Forgive me if I'm butchering the name. Um, uh, but he's already got uh, a controversial history with uh, E-Rate and FCC, um, and he appears to be ready to make some other changes to the program. Uh, one of the things that he might try to implement centers on enrollment-based funding formulas, uh, which essentially means that um, how much E-Rate funding you get is based on how many students you have. So, you know, a lot of folks are against this. Um, a lot of folks are for it. I guess it depends on how many students you have, right? Um, but here's my thing. I, I think it needs to be an upside-down funding system. So that is, the more students you have, the less funding you get. That way, schools that are in rural areas who don't have uh, the student counts to make up huge budgets can benefit by getting more of the E-rate money. Um, if the E-rate program doles out money based on enrollment, those smaller rural and high poverty schools are going to see significant drops in their funding if it's based on a traditional uh, funding formula. So um, basically what that means in English is those schools won't be able to provide internet access required for today's education environment if, if it's used in the traditional sense. And so um, I, I don't know, I just I, I worry about that. I think that could be a potential problem. Um, part of the problem with funding E-rate at all is the way that those monies are collected in the first place. Um, okay, so if you're not aware, let me catch you up. E-rate uses money collected from your phone bill. On each telephone bill, there's a universal service fund fee. It's a tax, really, but you know we can't call it that, of course. But anyway, those USF fees are put into a giant pot, and then schools and libraries can use those funds to help offset the costs of telecommunication. All right, so here's the problem on two fronts. First of all, fewer and fewer people are keeping their phone lines, right? So this means that fewer and fewer dollars are going into those coffers for E-rate. Then second, the E-rate program itself, or more to the point, FCC, 
uh, has already been whittling down the amounts of money that schools can use for telephone service. Now, they can use it for internet service, but telephone service, no. Uh, that's being whittled out. All right, so it's a self-defeating circle of life, right? You have less money being collected from phone lines because fewer people have phone lines. Then you have the FCC cutting funding for phone lines, which is where the money is generated. Then fewer schools are then going to have phone lines, traditional phone lines. So again, less money going in to the coffers. I mean, you can see where this is going. I mean, ultimately, they are on a uh, dwindling return uh, for funding. Uh, and so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years in terms of uh, getting the E-rate funding uh, available for uh, schools and libraries, which currently, uh, those are the only entities allowed to apply for this E-rate funding. So that brings me to my next point. Um, there was a proposal that came out several years ago, and, and I don't know if it's a proposal, if it was just a discussion. Um, I, I remember it was kind of a hot topic, um, where E-rate uh, that the E-rate program should focus more on communities and not just the schools and libraries within the communities. So instead of the schools and libraries getting the money, the communities themselves would get money. And that's all well and good, but I mean, all right, then we get into things like, okay, so what defines a community? Um, and then even within that defined community, who handles the reimbursements and, and or who heads up the process? How, how is that? You know, how is that handled? How do? Uh, how does that ultimately benefit that community by getting these funds for internet access, broadband, um, and and other uh, services that are considered? Uh, eligible under the e-rate program i mean who who heads that up if this is at a community i don't know and what would that for funding formula look like i mean you're going to base it on community population uh, does poverty come into effect you know all that kind of stuff i don't know these are all things to ponder when you're looking at changing the fundamental functioning of a program that's been around since the late 90s uh, i just i don't know it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with e-rate and the uh, fcc uh, in the future, and, and probably in the not-so-distant future, as a matter of fact. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, at the time that this is being recorded, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court had recently, or has recently, ruled in favor of a Missouri church to receive grant money for playground improvements for their preschool program. Um, and so you have a, a church preschool program uh, they originally applied for a grant to improve their playground uh, they wanted to get some uh, recycled uh, tires recycled rubber uh, and put that down in their play playground for children's safety for their preschool program and the Missouri Supreme Court said no you can't do that because that's uh, you know that, that you get into the whole separation of church and state and we can't do that well the supreme court the u.s supreme court said eh, actually in this particular instance because the funds are going specifically for uh, the betterment of children then that's what they've got i mean then that, then that's okay it's not going to fund uh, biblical programs, it's not going to fund, uh, you know, 
teacher salaries at to the school this is specifically going to fund these this upgrade playground that benefits the public in general therefore they said yep we can do that so school voucher supporters claim uh, a victory while the opponents are crying foul because this is no matter how you cut it it's still public money going to private entities i don't know regardless of which side of the fence your hat tilts on this one um i don't know the ruling follows the white house's plans to expand school choice and vouchers um uh, no matter how you cut it you know whether you like it or don't um it definitely falls in line with what the white house is trying to do um so here's the thing Vouchers and school choice have been around for decades, really, and most recently in the form of tax credits, uh, school mobility agreements, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, when a school, uh, when a state takes cra tax credits and, and they wrap those tax credits to companies and individuals for, quote unquote, donating to an organization that then funnels the money to private, religious and other non-public school programs. It's a voucher. You can call it what you want, um, but that it, it's a voucher program. Uh, you know, they call it a tax credit, you know, whatever. It, it It's a voucher. OK, you got to call it what it is. All right. So whether you like it, don't like it, you agree with it, don't agree with it we all have to be on the same playing field in terms of terminology and what's what, you know, let's, let's just, let's call it what it is. Um, and, and we've talked on here, uh, before about vouchers and, and school choice. Um, my stance hasn't changed. Uh, I think vouchers and school choice are, uh, a mechanism for <laughs> legalized segregation. I mean, private schools will be allowed to pick and choose the students that they serve. I mean, they can already do that. Um, they don't have to provide, uh, any proof of success. They're exempt from standardized tests, uh, that the public schools are held accountable. Uh, in fact, and, and additionally, um, they don't have to have any kind of fair dismissal program. I mean, there's a big list that goes on and that's, you know, that, that's how it is. So I, I don't know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, pans out. Um, all right. So I, I know I just listed what's wrong, right, with, with vouchers. And you'd think that I was uh, anti-voucher and anti-choice. But actually, uh, if it's done right, I'm actually for it so long as public schools are afforded the same freedoms that public, uh, I mean, that, that the private schools are. I mean, look, private schools, uh, again, they don't have to have the standardized tests and they don't have to have the accountability. Fine. Eliminate that for public schools as well. Let public school teachers, oh, I don't know, teach. How about that? There you go. Um, conversely, uh, if that doesn't work, then in that case, require private schools to succumb to the same rigors that public schools are held. You know, I know, I know. It's pie in the sky, dreaming, wishing, hoping, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, the truth is um, certain factions of government don't really care about uh, who's affected or, or how they're affected. You know, they just want to be able to give money to the organizations they want to without the repercussions. We know how it is. So how this is going to pan out, you know, who knows. The real question, you know, as it always has been, is how will all of this ultimately affect the students who will become the leaders in the future, right? How, how does school choice affect that? How do vouchers affect that? How does public school, what the, what the future of public school looks like, how does all of that affect the students that are in school now who become our leaders, our caretakers, our policymakers 
uh, in the future. I don't know. I, you know, I guess we'll roll the dice and gamble on the generations uh, subjected to uh, <laughs> whatever uh, outcome there is for uh, vouchers and school choice. I don't know. I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's what we'll see. We'll just uh, see what happens there. So, uh, man. Whew. All right, good stuff. All right, after the break, we're going to have music from our featured artist, Nick C. Plus, we'll take a look at some of the cool tips from folks using the Not at ISTE 17 hashtag. That's up next. Are you an educator, an administrator, work in the education technology field? Reach out to us at EduTechGuys on Twitter or go to EduTechGuys.com and fill out the form to be a guest on an upcoming show. We'd love to hear your story and share it with the world. EduTechGuys.com Com. I don't know why my stuff's getting cut off. What's up with that? There's, there's some, some strange things going on here, man. Anyhow, uh, let's hope this doesn't get cut off. This is music from Nick C, N-I-K-S-E-A, and How Long, here on Edutech Guys Radio. Stay 
Yeah, music from Nick C. and How Long here on Edutech Guys Radio. That is from Nick C. N I K S E A dot com. Go check it out. His uh, EP is available for uh, purchase. Awesome stuff from Nick C. He's a Pittsburgh native and uh, one of our favorite uh, featured artists here on Edutech Guys Radio. All right, so one of the things that uh, I wanted to do before I get away is talk about uh, some of the things that, uh, just a couple of of things that uh, I saw creep across or fly across really <laughs> the uh, hashtag not at isd 17 if you're not familiar with that you can uh, jump on twitter and uh, do a search for hashtag not at isd iste 17 that's the number so not at isd 17 and uh, there's a whole culture of folks uh, who are not able to go to the ISTE conference itself, and so they kind of do an unconference or or a, their own sort of conference, uh, sharing information uh, and and pulling information that they're seeing from ISTE and sharing it with folks who aren't at ISTE. Very cool thing. It's 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 awesome. There's also a Google Plus group, not at ISTE. It is a private group, um, but you can request to uh, get in there if you're interested. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Um, so one of the things Tony Vincent uh, shared out a cool way to keep up with multiple hashtags in one search on Twitter. So when you're on Twitter, the search box is in the upper right corner, and it helps you find what you're looking for, right? Okay, but usually when you're searching for something, most folks only search for one hashtag. So, um, you know, you might search for hashtag not at ISD17. All right, but you can add the word or between your search terms and pull up multiple results. So you can search for hashtag not at ISTE or hashtag not at ISTE 17 or hashtag ISTE 17, right? So each of those three things with an or between them, there you go. So when you get the search results, it will show you the results for all of those things because you're using or. Uh, and so you get that all in one result. It's all tied together. And you can do that for anything. I mean, I'm using ISTE 17 as an example, but I mean, you could, whatever you search for, you could enter multiple key terms that are related to that with the or in between them, and it's going to uh, pull up those search re- results. So that's awesome in itself, but he is not done. There's more. That's right. Not only that, uh, but in the search results, once you get the results list, at the top of the list to the right, you're going to see three vertical dots. And if you click on those dots, then there's a drop down, and in there you can save your search results for future reference. So, uh, for example, if you're following, um, let's, okay, so you're following hashtag. ISTE 17, you know, a lot of folks, uh, they still continue to post long after the conference, so you could save your search results, and then when you go back to those and recall them, it'll pull up the most current uh, items that follow whatever your search was, so, and again, I'm using uh, ISTE 17, but I don't know, maybe you're looking for, it could be anything, maybe you're looking uh, for certain Twitter chats, uh, maybe you're looking for, or maybe you want to see what's happening in multiple Twitter chats. So you could do like hashtag ArcEdChat or hashtag uh, MEEdChat, uh, hashtag FLEdChat, 
and, and so by having those with the word or between them, it's going to show you all of those Ed Chats in one place, and you can save that, go back to it later. Awesome stuff from Tony Vincent. Very, very cool. Uh, another thing is teachersfirst.com. Uh, they have a ton of resources specifically geared toward teachers, lesson plans, professional development, and more. But what makes the site different than a lot of other sites is that everything they have is provided for free, and they don't have ads all over the place. That is very cool. So that is teachersfirst.com. And then wrapping things up <laughs> uh, how about a list of 10 new and innovative edtech products that were announced at ISTE 17 yeah we put a link together i'll tweet it out here uh, in just a minute but i put a link together uh tinyurl.com slash ISTE 17 dash 10 things so let me spell that out for you uh tinyurl.com slash I-S-T-E-1-7-1-0-T-H-I-N-G-S. one one seven dash one zero T H I N G S. So again, tinyurl.com slash isti seventeen dash ten things. You can check that out. Look for things like the uh Vative Labs VR Learn. It's an all-in-one VR kit for schools. Uh it's the headset, it has a controller, it has a built-in uh, device so you don't actually have to use the student phones or you don't have to go find a bunch of old iPods it actually has the mobile device already built in to the VR headset that's freaking awesome uh, there's also the micro bit it's a small board computer uh, with uh, LEDs and uh, programmable and all that kind of good stuff you want to check that out and then uh, collab space and I mean there's all kinds of things like I said there's a list of 10 new and and new and innovative edtech products that were announced at ISTE 17 so you want to check that out i'll tweet out the link to you you can check that out as well uh hey speaking of uh, ISTE 17 and conferences and all that good stuff here's where edutech guys uh, are going to be coming up soon in december we will be at the aesa conference in san antonio so yes jeff is just now coming back from san antonio from ISTE and in December he'll be going back I'll be uh, heading into uh, San Antonio for the AESA conference we'll be providing live conference coverage there talking with uh, folks involved with education service agencies from around the globe and uh, helping them tell their story and share their stories with you guys and then in January we'll be at the FETSI conference in Orlando FETC and we were there last year doing live coverage, had an awesome response, cannot wait to go back to Orlando in January, which is an awesome time to go if you're going to Orlando. <laughs> so uh, you definitely want to check out the FETSI conference, that is FETC.org, and uh, we have other places that we'll be coming to as well, we'll keep you posted about those. If you would like us to come and cover your event, reach out to us. Uh, again, direct message on Twitter, at EduTechGuys, or you can head over to EduTechGuys.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, fill out the form, and we will get back in touch with you. We would love to provide conference coverage for your event. It doesn't have to be uh, an education event. Uh, yes, we are uh, EduTech guys, uh, but uh, we can provide conference coverage for any type of event. We come in, we talk to your participants, we can talk to your presenters, we'll talk to your event coordinators, and if you have key vendors that you would like us to talk to, we get 
whatever is going on in your world we talk to the people involved in your world and get them to share their stories about their participation in whatever's going on so again reach out to us edutechguys.com scroll to the bottom fill out the form let us know we would love to provide live online conference coverage for your event that is awesome well i guess that's about it i'm going to wrap things up here and i hope uh, you've enjoyed the show today i appreciate you listening and and uh tuning in uh whether you're listening live or whether you're catching the show after the fact thank you so much uh for listening to edutech guys radio and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you in the future where you can share your story with us I'm Dave, David Henderson, David in Ark, you name it. <laughs> there it is. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on EduTech Guys Radio. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.